on 89.9 The Light, you're in conversation with Clayton. And we're just a couple of days away now from World AIDS Day. And a remarkable uh, movie is going to be released here in Australia on that day called Doing My Drugs. We're going to talk right now uh, via the wonders of Zoom to the man uh, who is the feature of that film. I'm going to try my best to get his name right. Here we go. Thomas Mutimba Butenshun. Did I get right on Butenshun? Is that close? It's, it's perfect. It's perfect. Oh, it's fine. Wonderful. <laughs> Thomas, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's wonderful to have you. Perhaps for those who don't know much about you, I'll, I'll let you describe yourself other than the fact that, um, you know, you're, you're a pretty big Danish star. Tell us a bit about uh, who you are and the, the love that you have of life, especially music. Um, yeah, um, I'm, I'm a songwriter and I'm a singer and a guitarist and play the piano. So I'm, I'm a musician, basically. And yeah, I've, 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 I've been playing music, you know, my whole life. and it's been it's been my day job since I was 19, so I'm still you know doing my whole thing you know as good as I can. Yeah, I, love I'm, it. I'm, I feel blessed. Yeah, yeah, it's excellent. Um, and you've had some hits in uh, you know absolutely in your homeland as well, correct? In the music correct. scene, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, and and we have to say some of that too because it helps paint the picture. Uh, of what you you've got to do so before we even get a bit of your journey into uh, about this movie doing my drugs could you take us through some of your childhood um, and how you found yourself uh, leaving Zambia uh, yes I was born in Zambia my, my dad he was a Danish guy and he worked with Peace Corps back in the 80s and he met my mother a Zambian woman and you know they fell in love and and I was born and, you know, and that's, that's the reason why when I'm in Denmark, people refer to me as a black guy. When I'm in Africa, they refer to me as a white dude <laughs> because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the, I'm the mix, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm like a Danish Obama, you know, besides from the hair and the yeah. music. <laughs> no, but basically, basically what it is, is, you know, I was born in Zambia and, and they were, you know, they were happy and they were in love. And when I was about one, you know, I got very sick. And and because me being a Danish citizen, we flew back to Denmark and I was, you know, hospitalized. And, and they found out that I had this new virus that nobody knew anything about called HIV. So I was born HIV positive. And at that point, they didn't know that much about the illness. So they were like, why does this baby has this virus? We need to test the parents. Um, and then they figure out that both my parents were HIV positive as well. Um, yeah, so I lived with them up until I was eight. Then my daddy died and I was nine when my mom passed away. Yeah. Um, anytime a parent passes away uh, as an adult, even it's it's traumatic um yeah even as you tell the story and we appreciate you sharing the story you know it's always going to bring things up as we go and we do appreciate you doing that um do you remember much of that time when you're eight and nine and then passing and and what what it was like to suddenly go from you know having your mum and your dad and then here you are as a nine-year-old facing the world by yourself do, do you remember that time um, yeah, I remember some of it, you know, but a lot of it, you know, I think I reprogrammed it, you know, in my head just to survive or something. Um, 
because you know in retrospective when i when i'm looking at it as an adult i can see you know that was pretty tough but as i remember it myself i just remember that was just that was just life and you know i didn't know any difference and you know that's just what happened you know i lost my parents but somebody gave me a new set of parents uh, which today you know i call them my mom and my dad and they live you know out in the countryside i live in copenhagen um yeah but but it's like of course it, it must have been you know hard it was hard you know i remember i was being sad but back to the music again you know that's where i figured out that when i was playing music i could create my own world i could create my own universe you know and i could i could decide who i wanted to be part of my story um who i wanted to let in or and who i wanted to to tell them i love them you know and i could decide whether or not they should leave me in the song because that was just my universe and you know it was it it was it was my decision you know mm. as long as i was just in my music yeah so you said you know by the time you're 19 here you are you, you know music is actually your work now too so during that time, when did music become the thing that Thomas was just gravitating to all the time? What what age was that? Mm, I, I believe I was like six years old when I started to play. Uh, it was because of a teacher in school. You know, we were some guys, the few boys that, you know, we had too much energy. And he was like, hey, guys, let's just, if you just go into the music room, you know, you can hammer out your energy you know and I wanted to play the drums and I thought that I was going to be a drummer because it was cool I could beat stuff up and something like that and and actually my my dad you know my first dad he didn't want me to play that much music actually you know he he told my other father that you know when he was in bed and he was very sick he was like please don't let him play too much music it's going to be too much disappointment for him in life if he wants to pursue that mission and but luckily, you know, he was wrong. And, and, you know, and I'm like, I'm just, I'm just playing. But I remember, especially the time when I lost my dad, I was eight. And that's when I started to write my own songs and I started to write my own music. And yeah. Yeah, went from there. As you've written music since then, eight, nine, you know, then up to 19, where now this is your job and then beyond that. Um, what do you realize you, you, you're, you're writing about most? What are the things that are, are coming from you? And I, I know that certainly, as we talk about this movie in a couple of moments' time, you know, there's, there's very much a music focus in various aspects there. But what, what were the things that you discovered you were slowly writing through? You know, most kids, probably the teenage years, it's the, the heartbreak and all those sorts of things. Was that similar for you or because of your experience? Was there, there different things you were writing about? Mm, I, I believe that a lot of, you know, the songs that I wrote back in the teenage years, you know, they were like angry as, as you are as a teenager, you know, you're, you're angry. And, and it was like, I hate this guy. I hate this guy. I hate society. I hate the world. You know, I hated everything. You know, we were, we were angry and we had a rock band and, you know, we just wanted to rah, be rowdy and all that. And, you know, I'm basically writing about what's, you know, filling my heart and filling my my brain mostly my heart you know even when i was a kid you know i wrote a song about the first song i wrote was about the dog i had actually at that time you know because he was all i was thinking about and and the same thing 
as a teenager, when I wrote a song about people that were, you know, going on my nerves, it's because that was what I was thinking about. Yeah. And, and today I write songs about, you know, the woman that I love because, you know, she's everything when I'm waking up in the morning, I'm thinking about her. And, and but, you know, for me, when I, especially the album that comes with the movie, the documentary, you know, I decided that I wanted to write something about that could help other people as well. Yeah. I wanted to make songs that could, you know, I, I believe that if you, if you use your own talent combined with your own story, and if you can use that for something that's not only beneficial for you, but for somebody else, then, you know, you can, you know, make something better out of the world. And, and basically what it is, I wanted to leave the world. I really want to leave the world still better for my kids that it was when my parents gave the world to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so my, my songs are, yeah, it's, it's all about what's happening in here, in my heart. Um, yeah, basically. Great. Yeah. So let's talk about this movie slash documentary, as you mentioned, you know, sort of a bit of both in, in this regard as it's being put out. Um, it's called doing my drugs. People are hearing that title. They're going, well, he's, you know, Danish, uh, you know, star in the music. Uh, yeah, we know what this is about. Uh, it's actually, I mean, I love that it, it's so creative and its title as well. It, it It's actually about this story of uh, HIV, of AIDS, and the story that we tell in different parts of the world, isn't it? That, you know, in so many parts of the West, we, we've gone through a process where uh, there was immense fear about those with HIV and AIDS. Um, and, and we've now moved through that and realized that, hey, some of the drugs as we take them, those things, but in other parts of the world, it's not. So um, this is the story. We're going to let you tell a bit more about it. But first of all, how did the idea of this documentary, this movie come about? Um, the director, Tyler, and I, we met actually, I don't know, 10 years ago, maybe even more, 15 years. I don't know. We, we met on a travel and, you know, and he was he wanted to film stuff you know he's a cameraman and and i just wanted to change the world so <laughs> so i was like hey let's let's change the world together and let's let's try to make something out of this that we have you know in common and 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 basically i wanted to it started out with me visiting my family in in africa you know my mom you know she passed away when i was nine and I believe that I was maybe 26, 27 when I figured out that my family in Africa, they didn't know that she was HIV positive. They didn't know she had AIDS at all. And I thought, wow, if they didn't know, you know, we, this country has just gone nowhere. And, and, know, and, and why didn't they know, they Thomas? Was, was there a reason they didn't know? I think she was scared to tell them. Okay. I believe that, that she must have you know I don't know afraid they would push her away or something it's like it's like that whole stigma thing it's just it's also you know it's a big problem globally there's so much stigma surrounding this illness and 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 I really just wanted to let the world know that you know I was born HIV positive I have two healthy kids today and 
I'm not going to die, at least not of this. I'm, I know I'm going to die out of something, but <laughs> I know HND and AIDS is not, it's not what's going to kill me because there's medicine, and, which also, you know, can help people to get tested. And that's basically what I want to do. I want, I want people to know that, hey, it's cool if you know your status, because if you know your status of AIDS, it's be positive. We give you some medicine. You're not going to die. And, and the people that you love, you're not going to infect them. And if you're negative, it's great. You're negative. Go on and live a happy life. Just, you know, take care of yourself. Um, so I just, I just want people to know that there's nothing, you know, to be, of course, it's annoying as, as, as it is. It's annoying to, you know, to take pills and it's annoying to have this illness, but a lot of people, they do drugs. They take pills, you know, not drugs, drugs, but you know what I mean. And, but it's, um, I really, I really just wanted to send the message that, you know, you can live normal life, you know, besides from me playing a lot of concerts and, and all that, but, and, yeah. uh, but, but, you know, you can live a normal life if you just take care of, of your drugs and, and, yeah. and take your pills on time and, and you don't have to infect others and, and I wanted to let the world know that this virus, it's going to die with me and my generation. I mean, my kids, they're living proof that this is not something we have to pass on. And mm. I know I got it from my parents, but yeah, that's, that was horrible. And that's not going to happen again. Yeah, it's wonderful. We're going to be back with uh, Thomas Buttenschen in just a, a couple of moments time. He is uh, the feature of this uh, film, this documentary, Doing My Drugs. We're going to talk a bit more with Thomas next as well. I want to hear from him. What was the, the biggest surprise that he came across as he, he was shooting this documentary and a bit of what we can do uh, here in Australia, even to help this conversation move forward in better ways. That's on the way next here on 89.9, the line in conversation with Clayton. And that's some of Thomas Buttenstrom's music uh, from the album Doing My Drugs uh, from the documentary of the same name. And it's uh, awesome to be able to have a chat to him from Denmark at the moment as well. Uh, Thomas, we, we mentioned if someone's just joined us, uh, you know, you're a, a star in terms of the music scene in Denmark. You spent some time going back to Africa where your mum was from and where you were born as well uh, to shoot this documentary and to have a discussion around AIDS and HIV. It is World AIDS Day coming up uh, this week. And so we thought, what an awesome opportunity to have a, a conversation with you. And, and this uh, film is coming out in Australia this week on World AIDS Day as well. Um, as you went and had these discussions and you talked a little bit about, I'm not sure if shame is the right word, but um, it seems to me as I watched uh, you know, this documentary that some were a, a bit worried perhaps or fearful if they uh, get tested in various parts of the world and, and what the stigma of that might be as well as what the outcomes might be. And your message very loudly and clearly, I think even, you know, as we see there that, you know, free tickets into 
into the concert that you're putting on if you get tested as we go. Uh, it, it, this was the message. It's a pretty simple message. Could you help us understand why is it so fearful for people to get tested currently in, in places around Africa, for example? Uh, I believe that people don't want to be told that they're going to die, basically. Um, it's like we don't want to know the date that our life is running out. And a lot of places in the world, they still believe that if you catch HIV, then you're going to die. Um, yeah. But hopefully, you know, this, this story can, you know, change that perspective for a lot of people. Um, yeah. So, so what, what I wanted to do is, you're talking about the test for ticket show as well. It's because... I felt like I needed for one way, if I could like, I don't know, trick people is, is pretty harsh to say, but basically that's what I felt like we were doing. It's like, hey, you want to see my concert? All you need to do is take this needle and we're going to need a blood sample for you. Um, but it worked, you know, and, and the concert that we made, you know, during that film, uh, we tested more than 10,000 people for one show, um, which... I, I think it's pretty cool, you know, <laughs> and Absolutely. and hopefully that's something, you know, that could, it's like drips in the water, you know, it's a lot of rings that's going to spread all over. And and I believe that if, if you want to hit like the young people, you need to do it in a cool way. And I believe that if we want to educate the youth, the thing is culture is, it's a great tool to educate because I think it's a lot easier to, I mean, if you're 18, 19, 20, 25, and a dude with a fro like mine walks in and he's saying, hey, listen up, I wrote this song, listen up. And then <laughs> I'm playing a song, but you know, in that song, there's a message. I believe it's easier for him to listen to that. Besides if I, if I was walking in, you know, in a shirt and a tie and saying, you know, you need to listen and we can do this and that. I believe that we can use culture education as well and yeah and that's also why i wanted to make the movie because you know it's sometimes it's it's easier to understand things if you're being what's the word um if, if you're being like entertained yeah while while you're being educated yeah. and that's basically that's what i love about culture is if if I get something more out of it than just entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've heard uh, one of my fa favorite authors sort of talks about this idea that I'll, I'll entertain you in the front door so I can slip, slip the message in the back door. Uh, yeah. You know, as, as I use all that, I, I, I do like that too. Um, what do you think we need to, to do from here? You know, I, you're having those conversations and, and, you know, as we see in the, the film too, you're having chats with people, you're, you're letting people know and, and you see, you know, people as they get correct information are like, oh, oh, okay. That might be a, a, a great thing mm. I can do. I should get tested. I can get the, these tablets. Oh, it's not going to cost me heaps of money or perhaps it might even be free, these sorts of things. What's the conversation that we need to have, say, here in Australia? You know, it, it does feel a bit far from us, Thomas, whether it's be Africa or Denmark that you're in, that this conversation yeah. is taking place. But what can we actually do here in Australia, you think? Um, 
I believe that you know you can talk about it. It's also you know the song I have called "Keep on Talking." I mean, you know, we need to talk, 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 talk about stuff. You know, what's going on, and 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 we need to educate ourselves and and educate each others as well because. In this term, you know, we we have the tools, we have the medicine for this to be eradicated, to stop this. Um, all we need now is the knowledge. We need for everybody to know what's going on. Because, you know, it's as simple as that. If everybody on the planet that were HIV positive did their drugs, nobody else would be infected, basically. Um, and for instance, in Denmark, there's like, zero babies to born HIV positive. And when we shot the movie in Zambia, I, I believe they said the mother to child transmission was like 16% or something, which mm. is was way too high. But what I actually was told, you know, I was in China playing, they said that the mother to child infection in Zambia now was actually below 1%. And um, so, I mean, everything is, is changing all the time. And, I just wish that it could change faster and quicker so we could stop this. Yeah, yeah. Um, as, as we wrap up, I'm also fascinated to just explore a little bit more. At the start, you said, you know, hey, in, in Denmark, I'm the black guy. In Zambia, when I head back there, I'm the white guy. Um, what, what did it mean as you had this conversation back in Zambia to, to, to come with this, this different perspective, um, you know, that you bought individually uh, to these conversations, uh, what doors did that open, and perhaps what what things did it shut on you as you had those conversations? Um, I believe you know some places where where we were. I don't even know if that's part of the movie. I mean, it's because we we shot some seven hundred and fifty hours, and which wow. has been cut down to like one and a half hour or something. Yeah. <laughs> so so sometimes it's hard for me to know if something is in the movie or if it's just something that I experienced real life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, some places, you know, it was hard for us to, to get in and, and to get the conversation going, especially with like the authorities, because, you know, when they saw me, they were like, Hey, there's a guy from the Western society. What's he, what does he want to, you know, convince us about stuff. Um, but, you know, in other places, they were like, you know, welcoming me with open arms saying, you know, this is our brother. You know, he's come all the way. He's come back home. You know, stuff like that is what they would say. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's always hard if you want to change people's perspective on how they see life. Um, yeah. Yeah. One of the questions that's asked, uh, you know, in, in the film, in a sense, is that, hey, how does music save the world, right? And we've talked a bit about it as well, that, you know, hey, you can sing a song and somebody can hear something different and they're going to, you know, listen to you, Thomas, as you said. And I tell you what, if you are listening on radio right now, you've got to make sure you check this out online afterwards because Thomas's uh, fro, as he said, is something to behold, just letting you know. But uh, we'll, we'll have the video up tomorrow at the website, thelight.com.au. But Thomas, you know, can songs save the world? Clearly, your music here in this one is moving people in that regards. Um, what's the next step for you? I, I'd imagine that, you know, here you've done, you've, you've, you've done, you know, those pop songs in Denmark, you've done an album specifically like this as well. 
Um, what's the next stage for you? What's the next sort of songs that you think um, is scratching for Thomas? Um, I mean, I have this organization as well. And, you know, when you said if, if a song can save the world, I don't believe that one song can save the world, but I believe that the movement behind that song might change the world. Um, and, you know, that's why, you know, I have this, it's my middle name, Muchimba Music Foundation, uh, where we really want to, you know, we want to take up like different, not only HIV and AIDS, uh, we really want to, you know, hit some certain, you know, subjects that needs to, needs to bring up to people's awareness. Um, yeah, we, we, I want to, I want to, I want to make something more, of course, and I want to, you know, take this even further. And this is just the start. And I really believe that I know I know it's not it's not, you know, the best move in commercial terms and, and to be rich and stuff that I want to play free concerts around the world. But <laughs> I really want to play free concerts around the world. You know, I, I really want people to get something out of it more than just the music. I want to. I want people to to think for themselves and yeah. yeah evolve yeah well you're certainly doing that through your music through this film doing my drugs coming out this week uh you know on world aids day here in australia as well and thomas we thank you so much i know that you've uh you know given us plenty of times you've moved times around so we could chat to you as well yeah. we th so thank you uh, for all the time that you've given us thanks again for the work that you are doing no, thanks for having me. Thomas Buttenchen, my guest here on 89.9 The Light.